Today well, is September 30th, 2018. The reason why I'm stating this date, I'm Kamikaze by the way, the reason why I'm stating this date is that it's been a, a very good day in Picasso Hut history. Uh, Picasso Hut is a, uh, a band that Professor Rex and myself, Tamikaze, are forming and have formed. Have formed. Um, before actually like laying down original content, one of the goals that we've had was to sing a thousand different karaoke songs between the two of us. Meaning that I would sing 500 songs this year. And I would sing 500 more. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, without overlap. Meaning that we would not sing a song that the other sang. So in doing this, some people actually were like, how are you going to keep track of this? We kept track of it to our phone using Google Docs. And we will publish the list on uh, social media fairly soon. We Probably are actually before this comes out. Yes, before this comes out. And also we will be making uh, graphical t-shirts and posters. I'm not going to go too much into the posters and graphical t-shirts quite yet. Because it's not just going to be text on a... Teasers. It's a teaser, as in, it's going to be more than that. It's going to be, for those of you who know what I like to do as, like, I enjoy karaoke a lot, but I also enjoy crafting quite a bit. So there's a level of artistic uh, expression that we're planning to express within these t-shirts. We're very excited that we're done with this. Um, we're actually finished it three months to spare, which is... Well. Three months to spare for me. Five months to spare for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. Yes. I was going at a pretty uh, intense rate. Uh, so I finished at the end of July. But you finished at the end of September, which is quite awesome. Now, when we first came up with this thousand number, it felt like a good even number. And when we divided it out, it came out to you know a great number. It meant that each one of us would have to do 42 songs each. And 42. A month. Yeah, a month, yeah. A month. Yeah. 42 a month. And 42 is a great number. We all know that what reference that is. It's a very good number. (laughs) Yeah. It's a beautiful number. It's the the universal answer for all questions in the universe. Life, the universe, and everything. Yes, exactly. And I was like, how perfect is this? Of course, I think there were very few months that we actually did. My guess is there's no month where you did only 42 songs. That's well below your lowest number, I think. Yeah... When we did this, we still have to go to work. <laughs> we still have jobs, so it's, you know... And we still have travel. We still have routine life. Weekly uh, meetings. Yeah, weekly know, meetings. All um, kinds of things going on. Yeah, actually, in the process of doing this, I finished two levels of improv. Uh, and uh, We wrote a game. Yeah, we wrote a game. So Published a copy. Yeah, um, uh, and you've been working on a website. As much as karaoke, like uh, a lot of... Revox Productions revolves around uh, our love for karaoke and music. But, you know, other things do happen, so... Life goes on. A lot of people were like, when we were going at this incredible pace, we're like, why why don't you do, like, a thousand each? I'm like, I did the math. It's not, like, short of owning the bar, which, you know, it would be awesome one day to have, but short of owning a bar, it's not very feasible. It's the only way we're beating this record ever. (laughs) We're going to own a bar. Yeah, and so... The way that we did it, that we're um, we're in a band, we would need to do this with an audience. And a lot of times we did it in venues that 
it's a uh, rotating venues like yeah. for example recessions uh which has a hotel right on top of it so you get rotating tourists. rotating uh tourists and everything which is which is <laughs> actually it's a great feedback for us when we're trying stuff new it's one thing your friends may have different feelings they know kind of what i already to expect or or um uh, it's in the style of this so it might not be that different to them but when it's just totally random and you're just trying to do random stuff with random people it's actually quite well, interesting. i mean with anything your friends if your friends are watching they're going to be nice to you even they're going to be nicer than you deserve sure and i don't mean that people perform bad don't deserve niceness that's not at all what i mean what i mean is that if you're trying to get better what you need is actual honesty yeah and you can't get that from friends per se because friends want you to feel good so they'll they'll soften the blow or whatever but it also you don't need anybody who's going to be a dick about it either because that doesn't help you either so it's like people think being brutally honest helps no brutally honest is you expressing the most dickish part of your personality because honesty that's accurate isn't brutal reality is somewhere in between brutality and like complete slavish like i love everything it's somewhere in between there so brutal honesty is the same thing as ridiculous overwhelming positively optimistic they're both wrong you need the reality of somewhere in between and you can get some of that from your friends because they're going to like you a little more but you can also get the counter of that from strangers because they have no inclination to like you yeah and so you, if you're regularly performing in front of friends and strangers then you get a little kind of you get more of a balanced perception of where you are at performing in front of those types of audiences mm-hmm. so that's you need but you do need to perform in, pe- in front of people you don't know <laughs> <laughs> yes. you have to or you know yeah so stagnation um, so mm-hmm. uh, yes um professor rex and i are very very excited to be done with this uh <laughs> it's uh so the number is i mean it's enough it was uh at got to the point where i think a lot of the songs that we were doing at least for me like i i actually do like to as much as i am uh, spontaneous uh i honestly do back in the day when i first karaoke i used to like find a track on youtube and like see all the words go across the screen and and um i think that i still try to do that when i have time <laughs> with this there has been like no time uh, in a lot of these cases where it's been just all, all audio and i'm actually not a great if you were to tell me your name um without an improv game kenny <laughs> for example we go into a room of 30 people and you were to introduce me to yourself uh, me that introduce yourself to me i would have a hard time remembering your name i'm not even a game. i'm not even gonna remember what room we were in yeah so like i'm a very <laughs> yeah, so like, i'm with you i'm with you in other words so i'm uh I'm not as good at audio learning. Like, I can hear melodies, but I cannot actually remember as well as if I saw it in print. When I see it in print... I'm exactly the same. Yeah. When I see it in print, that's why I actually prefer to go log on to YouTube and find the track and be like, oh, yes, this is the timing, Mm. and these are the lyrics, this is how fast. And one of my things, like, I I sing a lot of range songs in that, like... uh, a lot of different, fairly different genres, and mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, <laughs> and you know, I would go like low falsetto, heavy rock, and maybe even uh, uh, classic rock. And what would you term well, um, alternative oldies, and indie oldies. rock? Yeah, oldies. Oldies. Yeah. So like, I will go uh, a good range, and that's one of the things I really enjoy. Mm-hmm. One of the things I'm actually I will say that I struggle with is still speed of songs. 
Svia's songs, the lyrics, that's why I like yeah. to go on YouTube and see how fast the lyrics yeah. are. So in doing all these songs, um, we there I just haven't even had time in a lot of cases to prepare for well, these songs. Like, and it's some of the songs are are surprising that <laughs> we actually I actually let's, got. Let's yeah, back up yeah. a little bit for a second. So let's like because like you're starting to get into the analysis of the deeper analysis. Sure. And I think people need to get there. Sure. Because <laughs> people have dipped in and out of this as we've gone through this throughout yeah. the year, but they don't know the full scope. So like, why don't you start off with? how you came up with the idea because this was your idea originally and i just jumped on once you said you were going to do it i was like oh i want to do that too because we're doing it together but how did like where did you start with this idea and how did you come up with it and that kind of stuff so uh one of that so i knew that i was taking a break from uh being in a performance karaoke league and i was like oh what what would be a a cool a cool step to achieve for the year but also, didn't you just come off of doing literally every night of the week for that karaoke league? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I did three nights. So which, you needed to ramp yeah. it up. <laughs> you had to um, do... <laughs> yeah, it is. This would I would classify this as ramping up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, this was definitely ramping up. This is uh, as much as all of those performances required a lot of like prep and everything uh, and thought. Um, this requires a building of a a, uh, a repertoire. Um, that uh, and a, like a Rolodex, so I mean, just this this uh, volume of songs that you're like, oh yeah, I I can do this. Mm-hmm. So this is or this is um, at least within my realm. Yeah. So um, and to to document it mm-hmm. because you know I think there's always been times that I'm like, oh yeah, I could do that, but but we just never get around to doing it. Uh, this in this case, we're like, oh well, let's do this, and mm-hmm. and in in forming a band. I think that uh, both you and I love music. Uh, I think that for our listeners uh, who have heard um, uh, Bravax in 15, uh, 50 and 15 and Voices, I think that you can come away <laughs> with um, how much we love music. Uh, but I think that we're both trying to understand our voices and how to, how, like, um, in a lot of cases, we weren't both there in the rooms for all of the songs. From, for each other, but at the same time, uh, when we were there, I think that we've done enough songs in front of each other. Um, I think that we're we have definitely things that we like about each other's voices, mm-hmm. and I think that understanding that um, and understanding where you're trying to take it and having encouragement um, will help us create a sound and also have the lyrical content to go with forming an album. Yeah. So and and so when I saw you like. You posted on Facebook or something about it, I'm pretty sure, um, saying that you were going to do it, and that's what made me want to do it. And I was like, oh, well, we're in the band together, and he's going to do that. And I was like, at that point, I had already done, like, Lifetime 800 songs. Um, But about two years ago, I decided I was going to try and do some Guinness Book of World Records things for karaoke. And as I was going through that process... Um, that I'd been doing karaoke for five, six, seven years, like regularly before that. So I'd done a ton of songs, but in order to prove it all for records, I had to have them all on video. And so I had been working through all of the old songs that I had done before getting them on video so that I would have them to prove it if I were ever to try and prove a record. And I needed something to spur me to go back and record all these songs that I'd sung before, some of which I never wanted to sing again because I was either I didn't like singing them or that was 
was terrible at them or, oh, crowds don't want to hear that. <laughs> and so some songs I had sung once and was done with, but I didn't have them on video, so I wanted to go back in there. I needed something to help me, spur me to get through those 500 plus songs that I had left to re-record. And what other than 500 song new challenge? Now I did... I, I The only limitation I had coming into the year is I couldn't do any of the songs that I had previously done and recorded. And so I had recorded on video. That was originally going to be a rap thing. And so the first 200 or 300 songs I recorded were all rap and or things with a rap style, like, you know, like a Red Hot Chili Peppers song where they kind of rap at. I'd yeah. been crossing over and doing songs like that. So I maybe had 300 songs on video when I, at the start of the year. And so, or no, maybe more than that. Cause I, I guess I'm, it was closer to 400. Cause I realized that today I'm, I'm about, I just passed 900 for yeah. video. So I'm, you know, so the idea was to go back and sing all these songs some of them going back six, seven years that I'd sung once in a drunk basement in Florida seven years ago, and I had to sing it again. And so I'd been working through all of those songs. So the of the additional 500 songs that I did this year that I hadn't already recorded, it was like um, something like a hundred of them were brand new I'd never done before, mm. and the rest were all repeats I had sung before but hadn't recorded. Yeah. So that that was yeah. that was what drove my choices for the yeah. year. So. Yeah. And I, I still need to do some analysis, which... Yeah, we'll come back and... We'll come back and, with some and provide you some analysis. Later, but yeah. it, it was... It got to the point where... where uh, I was uh, trying to keep my keep it of interest for myself, too. Yeah. Uh, so there was a lot of uh, just new songs in there to begin with, but we were going at a rate that was pretty pretty fast. So, I mean, uh, it was just like literally any song that I could remember. Like, all right, let's do it. <laughs> I think... <laughs> I must have, I must have uh, knocked off a pretty good chunk of just TV sitcom uh, yeah. <laughs> songs. <laughs> or, or similar so- songs yeah. like um, so Jim Blossom's uh, Friends um, uh, and uh, uh, I think uh, a lot of Jim Blossom's. I can't remember. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. do them all year. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so and that was, that was yeah. like, that was, so that's when it started getting interesting. You know, the first hundred or so songs is no big deal but then we start seeing as like oh shit tom is gonna do every killer's song ever <laughs> and i don't want to take away any songs that you had planned yeah. to do and so it was like and vice versa and it was like this shit is like we gotta like actually start thinking about not only can we not repeat our own songs huh. that we can't repeat the other person's songs yeah. and so it was like you know sure probably 200 of the songs you sing there's no chance i'm ever gonna sing <laughs> and probably more than that of the ones I've sang, since yeah. mine were much more rap or obscure songs yeah. than what you're, you're like. You have outside and the norm tastes too. You're like you're you go beyond just pop or whatever, but mine's much weirder than yours. <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, uh, no insult meant there, yeah. but it's like yeah, no. And so it's like it was this idea of like there are if the, if there are two hundred songs of yours that I'm never going to sing, that meant there were three hundred the ones you chose that I probably will sing someday. Yeah. And so as we started today, once I hit 500 today, I started singing some of those. I was like, I'm doing Oasis now. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. And so that, that's going to come up now as you're like, oh, Kenny had done that one eight months ago. Now I can finally do it. And so that, that opens up now. Yeah. So it's like, that was interesting. Yeah. And when we say like every killer song, obviously I have not done every killer song uh, because I could only, I could only find within that. So I don't, well, I'll have to uh, check the number, but uh, for the year, um, for the year I'm at something like 596, I think. But of those 596 songs, 
I believe 39 are killer songs. So some of them came a little bit after in that I did find a killer song in uh, in Baltimore um, uh, that, that I had not done. Mm-hmm. But I think they have done 39 for the year. And I will do more if I can find them. Uh, it's just a matter of finding them now. Uh, well, I think that's <laughs> kind of one of the new, like, uh, Picasso at goals is we start setting, like, various things to, like, either artists or everything, like, to close out. Like, everything that's yeah. available by the killers, Tom has done, and that can be on yeah. his, like, re- his karaoke fanatic resume. <laughs> Or, like, doing, like, every song off of a certain album. Like, oh, yeah. say, if you've done every song on, say, Abba Gold. Or, like, a very specific album. Les Miserables. Like, Les Miserables. Like, a particular show. Or, like, you know, something like, uh, you know, Nevermind. Do all of, yeah. all of the songs off of Nirvana's yeah. Nevermind. There are all these, like, little goals like that. I think there's a lot of that are, like, you know, do five different versions of Gin and Juice by Snoop yeah. Dogg. I've done three. <laughs> I've done the Bluegrass. Oh. I've done the Lounge. And I've done the original uh, rap version. Uh, so. Can't help. Um, can't take my eyes off of you. Yeah. I've done uh, at least uh, the Muse version. Um, the... Frankie Valley version. I have not done um Lauren Hill has Yeah, been. Lauren Hill. I have not done Lauren Hill. I need to do that. Uh but uh the other Sinatra? No, uh the Elvis um Isn't there a Sinatra version can't, too? Can't help falling in love with you. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's the other song that I really yeah. love that is covered a lot. Yeah. So I've done the is it UB UB forty. Yeah, UB forty version yeah. and uh twenty one pilots version. Mm-hmm. Uh I think I saw another version. I wanna say there yeah, there there are a few other versions. So those are the songs that are covered way often so yeah. there's like bunches yeah. of versions which is so. uh, awesome uh, I actually so I love the Elvis version I'm a huge Elvis fan mm-hmm. um, I don't think now everybody you to, now you have to do all the Elvis songs uh, <laughs> That would take a while. That no would take a shit. while. Like there, there. I want to say just the, in the the regular book, KK and Pinch character stuff, all yeah. this stuff. There are over two hundred. Yeah, I would songs. imagine that there's over two hundred. <laughs> uh, but I think that's the most. I think yeah. the, the closest, next closest is the Beatles. But the Elvis ones, there's so many more available. Okay. Because the Beatles only had this set set number of years that they recorded together, sure. and it was really only you know professionally seven years. And there's some early studio stuff before. That and a couple things after that, but that's it. Yeah. Whereas Elvis from like 1954 to 1972 recorded yeah. fucking all day every day when he wasn't you know high or eating peanut butter and nanner sandwiches or whatever he but does. He could still be recording when he. <laughs> but he never had to write any of them. He never had to learn any. He learned instrument on some of them stuff, but most yeah. of it is just walking in there singing this song with his Elvis voice and then walking the well, fuck that's out. Such an so iconic it's a, voice. Same thing with Sinatra. It's just like Sinatra has 80,000 recordings because all you had to do was walk in there and go, "Hey, I'm Sinatra," and then. Walk Walk the fuck out. <laughs> but he has a very unique awesome. style. I mean, I, and, Absolutely. And he had a lot of musical li- liberties in laying out a track. Um, well, and, and I think laying that's, out an album, which and I is think a beautiful that's, part. That's the the last thing to talk about on this part, because we'll like take a break and then yeah. go into the stats. The last part to talk about it is, what's the value in doing something oh, like yeah. this? Because it is exactly what Elvis did. Mm-hmm. It is exactly what Sinatra did. Sinatra recorded what he performed in person, something like yeah. 500 plus songs, yeah. of which he wrote 10. Yeah. Elvis is the same way. There's lots of people like that. Most of the big pop stars today aren't writing most of their songs. People are putting out two or three albums every two to three years, which is a lot, yeah. or not writing any of those songs. They're writing yeah. one song on one of the... And you know, actually, I didn't know But that doesn't mean they're bad songs. Yeah. I did you know? not know this. Um, there's a... Even on, for example, um, I believe the album Pet Sounds, mm-hmm. 
uh, uh, by the Beach Boys, the the instruments like they brought in people to play like uh, yeah the record crew <laughs> yeah they brought in like yeah. uh, there's a bassist there that's played on almost a, a lot of the famous music that you mm-hmm. hear. It's not the person on tour playing right. that instrument. It's this lady who like has a book on how to play bass and she. Um, got so good with like working with other people in studio that she's like a legend in the yeah, studio. And the, the Beach Boy, like, and this was all of the artists back then. All the 60s artists have released dozens and dozens of covers. Like yeah. every major 60s artist covered everything else. So the Beach Boys are a perfect example of that. There are something like 50 but, Beach Boys albums. Only 20 of them have original material. Oh, the rest is all covers of every other fucking song that was out at the time. The reason why I mentioned Pet Sounds is because mm-hmm. Pet Sounds is unique. That's one of the original ones. It's yeah, unique. Yeah. Yeah like um the sound and harmonies and yeah. all the the how complicated the layerings yeah. are it, it rewrote music yeah it rewrote yeah. so like uh <laughs> you music. like so it made so i like, i'm i'm pretty certain about this like uh brian wilson would say you know like that his proudest accomplishment is you know uh the beatles are jealous of, of pet sounds yeah and that's, yeah, that's absolutely the way he would say it yeah, that's yeah. an awesome yeah. like that's an awesome awesome accomplishment to be able to be like yeah and uh, it also very clearly shows you the particular type of mental process he has because yeah. everybody's brain works different and other people like would like oh making a number one album or this or that is like making these people jealous is my greatest accomplishment <laughs> this is a different way of yeah. it's not necessarily the best way to look at it and it's why there are so yeah. many problems with brian wilson's life Particularly, like, I mean, to be fair, like, um, he's known for eccentricity, which is a nice way to say that, like, he had a mental illness that nobody had to deal with, and he Mm -hmm. either did or didn't deal with it at different times. I saw the John Cusick movie and also a a recent documentary. I haven't seen that one yet, but it's like, like, what he did sonically is some of the most important stuff that's ever happened and I've always loved their music but it's also I need to dig into it more from a sonic and layered and yeah. there's so much more depth to what's in the Beach Boys music than what's oh yeah what people think yeah. is there so and to for the listeners out there so this is before the Beatles released Rubber Soul so like it definitely changed how the Beatles yeah like uh, the Beatles got serious uh, yeah. afterwards <laughs> oh I mean I think they were always serious but I think I, I'm not sure they were like because yeah. it like the first five to ten years of the Beatles is all them doing covers of American songs that's like all they do for the first four or five years that they're together like when they're in Berlin and when they're do, they're becoming the Beatles and their first few years after that 63 to 66 67 they're overwhelmingly doing stuff that is in that same vein as that 60s pop that hmm. they were doing yeah and then around the time of rubber soul and advances with the stuff that comes after that particularly the white album and yeah. some of the other stuff like when they get into the the in Indian influences and various stuff like this they have so much money and they have so much freedom they try experiencing a bunch of different things and it leads them all down these other mystical yeah. and musical paths and I meant both of those <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say that but it's absolutely true um, particularly like they like went into like Hinduism and the mysticism associated with that and various mm. drugs that are related to that experience <laughs> and things like that and they did all this mind expansion and changed their way of looking at it and it made some of them better and made others of them worse. Uh, so <laughs> but, like I like it. 
for most part, I like we'll do a um, much deeper conversation with people um, some other time. But yeah, I do like most of the later stuff. So well, I love Max Mystery Tour. Yeah, it's it's the more complex yeah. and more well yeah. thought out and planned. Uh, Yellow out Submarine. Stuff. All the early stuff is is very good, but it's very good and very by the numbers rock pop. Yeah, there's not a dress, and there was a, at that point they were being outsold by the monkeys who were doing the same thing, mm. and the monkeys were just copying them. And the monkeys originally, when they first started, didn't even do any of the stuff. But after one or two albums, they were like, "No, we want to do it too," and so this was the thing is that they were they were when they were trying to recreate the pop that they grew up on as they had their first success with it's was still selling and everything but they started losing their interest in it yeah and they started learning other stuff and they wanted to do the more in-depth and out there and try stuff that nobody had done before yeah and as they did that that's when they became the Beatles yeah <laughs> before that they were one of the best pop rock bands in the world and they were the biggest selling band for three years and had like broke all the chart right like the one point where they had like five ten of the ten top ten songs yeah. or some shit like that and their like their first three American releases went like you know, multi-platinum yeah. when there was like, they were all just retreads of British albums with th- like hits thrown together, shit like that. They weren't even real albums and they just sold fucking intensely. And, uh, they, that works for a while. Yeah. And then you get tired of it and you want to try something new other than the same, like, like you say to play the same two or yeah. three chords over and over again, you want to try something different. And that, the influence of hearing what the Beach Boys are doing, because prior to that, prior to that, the Beach Boys are just known for poppy oh, yeah. and mostly covers yeah. too. They're a covers band just like the Beatles are in the early days yeah. like the two biggest selling Beatles albums of all time are the there's like there's a blue one and a red one and they have the same thing and they're these hits uh, packages that were yeah. just fucking everywhere when I grew up everybody had them and they sold each of them sold like 20 million copies and they're like these these hits albums sure. basically and the first one is almost all pop mm. and the second one is almost all almost the early stages of alternative rock <laughs> it's alternative pop rock is what yeah. it is basically it's like you know Helter Skelter is the like along with Inagata Davida and one or two other songs is the beginning of all modern heavy metal and hard rock mm. all traceable to Helter Skelter Inagata Davida and a couple other like summertime blues a couple other yeah. songs from that period yeah. and then almost all of the weirdo hippie ex- like extended jam metal stuff that's all traceable to fucking the White Album and Magical oh, yeah. Mystery Tour sure. and stuff like so much everything and it's not that like the Beatles invented these things per se because they're not doing anything individually that didn't exist before them what they're doing is combining these things in a new way and they were combining like high quality songwriting material with strongly emotional pop feelings but also with like intellectual stuff yeah. and these three things coming together at that time had not been done before you'd had people do two of them but no one had ever done pure pop pure intellectualism and pure art yeah. at the same time yeah. and they brought that together and so they fucking dominated over everybody yeah. else because they had yeah. four three hall of fame songwriters and another really good songwriter yeah <laughs> in the, the beauty of it when you look at it um was it like well, one of my favorite Beatles songs is uh, When I'm 64. Yeah. Yeah. Or Eleanor Rigby. Like these songs, they're, they're, they aren't just like good songs. They're hilarious. Yeah. As in, like when you look at the they're funny and sad at the same time and you want to, um, Paul you McCartney wanna, is underratedly one of the funniest people ever. Yeah. And it's, <laughs> and it's that, um, uh, they're witty too. You know, it's like, oh my God, these lyrics are unbelievable. When they Paul McCartney could have written for Monty Python. <laughs> he could have been on... I mean, seriously. Yeah. Like, some of those movies are not that far <laughs> off from Monty Python-esque. Yellow yeah. Submarine. And oh, that. yeah. Like, they're, yeah. There's, they're, they're not in a different genre. They're, like, related in yeah, terms you've of their... Seen, yeah. You've seen the inserts for uh, the Magical Mystery Tour, right? 
Sure. <laughs> Not so, recently, but so yeah, like, seen, I I owned yeah. a Magical Mystery Tour. I still have the inserts. Mm-hmm. So there's a like I believe in Magical Mystery Tour. There's a video like uh, I don't know if anybody actually who has it right now. Like um whether you can go on you probably can go online and buy it. I was reading about it the yeah. other day. Like, like I read a thing on all their movies. But like they, was, yeah. there's like pamphlet. There's like uh, one scene where it's it's very vivid because it's John Lennon. Um, and as a waiter, shoveling gigantic, gigantic shovelfuls of spaghetti for his like aunt, <laughs> just aunt, you know, like on, onto a plate, just like just hilarious. You're just sure. like, and it all fits in within this movie. It's yeah, like course. a movie where they're taking a road trip through the yeah. countryside of England or something, yeah. which is like awesome idea. <laughs> I, I think those movies are worth like. There's effectively four Beatles movies. Yeah, and uh, Hard I think Days Nights is a Hard Days right? Night, Help, Magical Mystery Tour. Yeah. and uh, Yellow Submarine. Yeah. yeah. And then whatever the fuck that 70s fiasco was with the Bee Gees that was based on Beatles music oh, and had yeah. Aerosmith in it. But that wasn't really a Beatles movie. And that the funny a, thing is, I think I there was... I want to watch that again because, man, it's so... I remember... <laughs> it's so hated. I also remember watching the shit out of it in like 82 or 83 or whatever but the, the f- fuck because there was nothing <laughs> else on TV at that time. But so you just watch that over and over again. It's so bad. The funny <laughs> thing was, while I was like trying to figure out songs to sing, I actually like totally forgot that... I believe it, it's a Bee Gees song that sounds a lot like a Beatles song that I ended up doing. Uh, I, I, we'll probably do this in the second part of it, but yeah. it most certainly there is definitely a song that um, that was like I was like I can't find it in the role. Like I'm like why am I yeah. having such a hard time? And then I remember wrong artist. Yeah, yeah, it's like I've wrong been artist. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're already at thirty minutes. There's something to cut out, but let's like close out and say like kind of like for ah I I got the song I believe Lonely Days is in that movie that you're talking about probably Lonely Day Lonely Hearts like because it yeah, has Lonely know, Hearts but, that's why I yeah I thought it was um like Sergeant Pe- <laughs> I thought it was off is that the name Pepper. of the movie is Sergeant Pepper's I think it is yeah. I think so yeah, yeah. so like, I believe it's off that like uh, and that I was like sense. oh my if, god if it's, it's Bee Gees like, then probably yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah I mean I I have a I but do love- everything in that should have been also a Beatles song though like Aerosmith did come together in that, but you know it's you know they, yeah. the Beatles come together. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the funny thing with that was um, I like the Beatles a lot, but uh, I've also but everybody sings the Beatles, so I tried. I try, mm-hmm. tried to, uh, you know, like, if I'm going to sing it, you know, it's going to be a song that I really love. Mm-hmm. Like, there's going to have to be some reason why I would sing a Beatles song. Yeah. You know, like, uh, I'm going to work my way through them. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm but, not going to repeat any of yeah. them, probably. Yeah, so out of that, the... the um, I think I've only done one or two so far. Out of the first 500, I think um, I did three Beatles songs. So it was Nowhere Man, uh, Across the Universe, which... I love that song. Yeah, and, that's uh, and uh, Oh Darling, which oh. is like a very, um, I don't know about obscure. It's a very it's um, not in their emotional. Top, it's not in their top yeah. 150 but, songs. But it's very emotional, <laughs> is it not? You could see why I would like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I've done, um, I did Oh Blood D, Oh Blood Da. <laughs> I did Yellow Submarine, and I did Black Beatles by Ray Shrimmery. Okay. <laughs> the rap song. Okay. <laughs> got Beatles in the name. That counts, right? Um, sure. <laughs> it does sure. not count. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, but... 
not quite lessons yet, because I want to close with that after we do the stats part, but like talking about very quickly on, we both kind of noticed that there were, this wasn't just for fun. We were going to get more out of it than that. Oh, yeah. So like kind of like as you started doing it, like talk about like what things you noticed. Oh, I really enjoy doing this because it's doing this. Like talk about oh. that. Like what, like even the stuff that you picked up on, like not final lessons, but like what you picked up even during, while doing it kind of thing. So at the rate that we were doing it, um, and, uh, you know, like when you pointed out, oh, you know, Tom, if you want to close out a folder, go ahead and close it out. Like when we say close out a folder, we mean like we'll try to do all the songs by that artist, um, period, yeah. <laughs> that we can find. Yeah. So uh, I pretty much, I think I've done that with Franz Ferdinand. Uh, and that was a lot of fun. Because so I think we have to we have to establish they have to have at least X number of songs for it to count. Oh, uh, I, I mean, it could, it could maybe it's, like it's maybe definitely five. over ten. Yeah, maybe it's the, well over ten. No, but I'm saying, but I, would, I don't need to. I don't. I think you have to have a minimum number of songs by an artist sure. available to call yeah. it closing them out. If they have one song, you can't yeah. really say you closed them out. Yeah. I closed out a flock of seagulls. Yeah. Well, no shit, fucker. There's only yeah. Two I think I I closed out bravery. Um, no, I did not close out bravery because um. I'd say. F- Let's make five the minimum. Okay. You can't say you closed out an artist unless there are at least yeah. five songs available at karaoke and you've mm-hmm. done all of the ones that are available yeah. that you know of. Yeah. Like, if somebody in Arkansas has a thing and you can't get there, that doesn't count. Yeah. Unless you go to that place <laughs> <laughs> and then add it. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. But uh, for Friends Ferdinand, I think it's actually... So this is where we got to a really fun point mm-hmm. where there were songs that, like, uh, weren't the hits... Yeah. Uh, and but because I got like in tune and I didn't have a lot of prep time at, at this, but understanding the stuff, you can portray the voice like or your interpretation of voice a lot easier. You can just bring it back. So there's certain times I can do this for certain artists that work well for me. For example, uh, I am not trying to close out Fall Out Boy, but <laughs> I have done all the Fall Out Boy songs that I you're, really love. You're, you're gonna. <laughs> I, I'm probably gonna. <laughs> I am probably gonna well, close out Fall Out Boy. Not a rush. Not, not this a year, rush. Not yeah. 2018. And, maybe not 2019. But and, I had been tempted to try to close out Muse, uh, but it's hard because there are There's some so many Muse songs. That carry so out. many Muse songs. So many album tracks are just um, well at costume most certainly. Yeah. Uh, but there are certain songs that you can't. I would highly recommend you don't do in public because, for example, Knights of Sidonia depends on your public. Knights of Sidonia <laughs> has four verses over a seven minute track so there's a lot of instrumental there are i guess i don't think we've uh do we want to establish what a nasser is (laughs) a nasser is the a karaoke track having a 40 second or longer instrumental break in the song we're aware that original songs have these instrumental breaks in them and nobody wants them at the karaoke version <laughs> fuckwads who make karaoke yeah. eliminate the long ass breaks for the non singing yeah. and just let people sing so so that's uh, called a Nasser. Not- because our friend Michael Nasser, who sings a lot of Metallica and metal songs, all of which have one or more 40-second breaks. <laughs> time, so a minute 20-second break yeah. would be a double Nasser. 20-second <laughs> break would be a half Nasser. Yeah, yeah. It's a, I think that... I don't know. Have we... 
have we actually like said this while he's been in the room? Oh yeah, no, no. I, I told knows? him before I told anybody. Else. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. But he should be kind of proud that it's he, a unit he, of yeah, measure. He, he approves of it. It's like, like a unit of measure. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't use anybody's name as a negative if they weren't but into it's, it. It's yeah, yeah. So awesome. <laughs> but but we joke around about it. Like there <coughs> there have been times <coughs> that we've been at karaoke and and I'm like you know there's been times where. <coughs> In cultural references, like cartoons, for example, um, people will sneeze if they're talking about them, right? So, like, we've been actually, we've actually had the question of, is, I wonder how many times <laughs> Nasser sneezing tonight? <laughs> because we're like, oh, no, Nasser! <laughs> we hope you are listening, Nasser. <laughs> <laughs> um, and there'll be other there are other words we've come up with we'll have a little glossary of this at some point probably in the book or whatever yeah. so that we're working on but it's um, such a great <laughs> you know measure it's great preferably not in a karaoke track though. it's not the most ideal time to see a Nasser but unless it's Michael Nasser Michael Nasser yes yeah yeah a Nasser yeah yeah so I uh, yeah so Knights of Sononia I'll have to find a way to get it done just turn uh, up the Pinch Basement. Yeah, but... Uh, pinch Basement song. Yeah, so... Uh, and the other band that I had thought about trying to close out was uh, Arctic Monkeys, which Carson Carey has a, a good over 20 songs. So that's that's a sizable folder. Yeah. Surprisingly, Franz Ferdinand songs, there's not that many. I, yeah. Um, yeah, it is yeah. surprising how many <clears throat> there are. Yeah. Um, uh, and I would do... I personally like their newer stuff more than... Uh, um, even the original albums, yeah. like I uh, so I love um, um, the album Right Words Right. Um, oh, was this ending? Right or? Words Right Action. Oh, the, oh, yeah, okay, earlier. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like um, that album is uh, actually a relatively short album. I think it's like forty minutes. It's like they made five music videos uh, out of it, and all the music videos are just beautiful. Like uh, I think the Love Illumination, um, Evil Eye. Uh, there's bullets off of there uh and none of those are available yeah like no, which I, is too bad because like i, I would totally do it i don't think anything um, after their first two albums i know it's a it's a bummer we'll keep looking yeah we'll keep, yeah you know and, and of yeah. course the like private room places and stuff like that they'll throw a lot of stuff in there yeah. with the actual track on it and you yeah. can just sing over that so yeah. there's some possibility we used to do that at banana stand yeah sing over like we because yeah. uh spotify used to have this scrolling lyrics oh yeah but yeah. it would it wouldn't exactly do it like karaoke but yeah. it would do line the lines would roll up and yeah. so you could do it over that and we used to do that a bunch yeah. um, we'll, but you know they, they took that away at some point and one of the songs that I I will be very surprised if it ever gets to a karaoke track um, is uh, Franz Ferdinand and Sparks so the acronym is actually yeah. FFS and if you don't know what the other um, FFS is you know I guess so for every- fuck's sake <laughs> <laughs> so but that everything like the things that you're most surprised by those are the things that we end up making ourselves yeah, so but, anything that's really far-fetched I've done though yeah like, but Johnny Delusional that's the song <laughs> that I would that song is awesome that music video is incredible that yeah. would be a song that I would love to do we'll make it because yeah. uh, because it, it combines um uh, what's his name um uh Sparks Franz <laughs> Sparks lead singer's voice is very high and like yeah. borderline up. Uh, it's a, it's falsetto, so uh, it's high. And then you have Alex's voice, which can be low. So mm-hmm. you have that yeah. like uh, this contrast that's just beautiful. And it's so I, I like to do I've songs. Got a few Sparks songs coming. Yeah, so I too long down the road. <laughs> so I like to do songs that have contrast. Of course. Uh, though I find it very difficult to contrast uniquely all the time. 
Like, it is difficult. So I try to, like, in those situations, I try to turn, like, a song with four different singers into one song. Yeah. I try to blend them all into... That's not always and not only, of course, but, like, that's, like, my goal with a lot of those that have multiple singers with different voices is I try to do one voice for both of them in a way that works for both of them. If it doesn't work for both of them, then I don't keep doing it. But, like, trying to blend, like, a, you know, like, one of those Kanye West posse cuts or whatever. I'm I'm trying to do the Jay-Z and the Kanye and the Big Sean yeah. parts all with the same voice. Sure. Even though they're all at 100% different like yeah. flows. Yeah. They're like the flows are nowhere near similar yeah. in those. That's one of the reasons yeah. why those songs are good. Yeah. Those big crossover yeah. songs. So I'm still trying to figure out my I I love Les Mis. So like I uh, I like what I have for Valjean. I have an idea of what to do for Javert, but it is very difficult as I'm finding as I'm practicing confrontation. <laughs> it's not ter- uh, so we actually so the costume has a Believe it or not, Costume does have a karaoke track for confrontation that is not the full version. They're, you can't do the full version because they're singing over each other. So they've actually like extended it so that the lines there's less lines. But even then, the switches are so fast and so drastic, I it's gonna need work. It's gonna need yeah, yeah. I think yeah. we'll sometime not this particular episode, but down the road we'll like do a thing about like walking people through how we prepare for stuff because oh, it's yeah. like there's yeah. it's <clears throat> different and weird and yeah. interesting and we're talking I still about, haven't found so. the quite the trick of going like I also find songs for example um, like Phantom of the Opera <laughs> I know Phantom of the Opera as a duet is incredibly hard even any one part but going back and obviously the female part I'm never going to hit those high notes but but yeah, like, I can yeah. at least I can at least like um, I can at least like for for female falsetto I usually like to sing more along lines of uh, something lower register like Stevie Nicks who can get high but just Generally starts out a little bit lower, but uh, with Christine's voice within um, Phantom, it starts off so high. And the switch of I like doing Phantom as a more lower Phantom, like Cole Wilkinson lower. Mm-hmm. It's you know like in a lot more uh, bravado. Well, I do it, with, so it just ends up being hard. It's a hard switch back and forth. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured out the trick quite yet. And when I do, I will let you know. <laughs> I will most certainly let you know how. how well, and I, that yeah. kind of brings it like back to that one last thing I wanted to talk about is like the idea of like so very quickly in doing this, I realized that this wasn't just a thing that was like a numbers or a record singer or whatever that it was like about as good a teaching tool on teaching myself how to sing without paying somebody for a lesson yeah and it may be better than that because it's i'm teaching myself the things i want to learn as opposed to something that an instructor thinks the curriculum should be and they may be right on that curriculum for what they find musically important but that's drastically different than what i find oh yeah and so i'm trying to learn this this particular thing and when i can go in on a day and practice all these different artists back to back to back where I'm going to do this hardcore rap right next to this like yeah. boy band right next to this fucking you know Tom Waits style growling thing and I can do all those things and I can test out all the various different ranges of my voice and so I particularly started going back and forth so on individual nights I was singing yeah. stuff that had nothing to do with each other yeah. because that was a tool to help stretch my voice and 
helped teach me is like, yeah. a lot of people can kill a karaoke song that they know really well and know the words and all that yeah. stuff. And that's not singing. That's imitating. And that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But if you're actually trying to transcend and become a singer, you need to be able to step above imitation. If all you can do is imitation, then you can't do it yet. Because the ability to sing is to be able to sing things that are new and original as well as copying things that already exist. And you have to be able to put words and decide how that word should be sung with that beat and that melody and that rhythm and all these components. And just copying that isn't doing most of the things that a singer does. Yeah. And that's the difference between a karaoke singer and a singer is that a karaoke singer is largely just imitating. Yeah. But you don't have to do that with karaoke. And this is one no. of the things that yeah. this process taught me is that I can take and say, okay, here's a song and there's how it's sung. Now let me find a way to make my voice and that song sound good together. Yeah. And that's a really tough challenge when you're going back and forth from all these different yeah. things. And your artist group was just as diverse as mine. Like while you focused on certain bands, when you weren't doing those bands, you did the full range of everything else that was available. Yeah. And so this like doing all the different artists and particularly doing back to back this person and this person that have not, not even the same gender style you know you know key you know <laughs> register everything's different between these yeah. two people back to back and then you do someone third person that's different that's not just hard to do you have to teach yourself to be able to do that yeah and <clears throat> it's or have someone teach you. And I think we found through doing this that we could teach these things to ourselves using the songs we really wanted to, which huh. if you really want to learn something, enjoy the fuck out of the material. Yeah. You'll learn the shit out of something that you want to yeah. learn and you enjoy it. And this was that for us. Yeah. You're singing all the songs you want to sing. I'm singing all the songs I want to sing. And then if I couldn't sing it now, maybe four months from now, I'd practice all this stuff. Yeah. I could. And that's exactly what happened. And I would say that um, uh, it's still an ongoing process of Absolutely. learning where, um, for example, prior to to doing this. Uh, I love Queen and there wasn't a single Queen song that I really felt like I did justice. As in that this is this is absolutely a great Queen song to sing. So uh, I found that song. I think the uh, Radio Gaga is actually the song. Um, uh, it's my favorite Queen yeah, song. Yeah, it is uh, definitely the song. And I think um, the, one of uh, one of the songs off off uh, the last album um, uh, I can't remember the song but I can find it but uh, so um, it's I found certain songs that work hmm. because um, I hold as much as Somebody Love is my favorite song I also know it's incredibly uh, the vocal complex in that song is what makes it beautiful and yeah I can like, it's also hit it one on of rhythm the but like, top 10 most overplayed yeah, songs at karaoke but it's also <laughs> like I think that it's approach a lot of times people are just happy to get through it yeah. but the approach to the song I mean to have a, that Freddie sound mm -hmm. is extremely difficult uh, and that's why I think uh, a lot of people like I think uh, Sean, Sean Logan and I talk about Queen and uh, in similar music to Queen for example yeah. uh, Mika mm -hmm. we I love singing uh, Mika's Grace Kelly mm -hmm. because it has this very um, Freddie Mercury like voice that is like oh my god yes massive that's, range yes in the and, same song yeah, yeah. and and uh, stop mm -hmm. like uh, in we're and uh, this is one of the things that we confirmed by going to our going on our field trip uh, I guess it's a field trip <laughs> to Chicago mm -hmm. uh, for this musical improv festival that we're, we're it uh, rejuvenated us because we learned that one of the most important things about musical improv isn't just improv it's uh it's don't forget the style yeah you, you know that's actually one of the things that that if you if uh, anybody out there who's wanting to do 500 different songs next year <laughs> 
that you're gonna get you're gonna learn a lot about style i mean even even if you were to only do like elvis. 200 songs only elvis, elvis you're, and the beatles you're you're going to, <laughs> you could do it they exist you, you can probably go to las vegas and become <laughs> become one of these elvis performers i mean if you're so literally one of my, doing that, one yeah. of my most unique karaoke experiences we'll close on this one because i think we're gonna have to just turn this into a couple of episodes okay. like we'll do a next one on the stats and then yeah. we'll do a third one on the lessons inside learned. the numbers yeah 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 but we'll close out with my favorite yeah. karaoke moment ever it was the first the only time i've been to vegas i'm not a vegas yeah. person but you know vegas is vegas so even if you're not a vegas person there's still some you know there's this yeah you know, i don't gamble and i love vegas because of the music i gambled a little bit but it's like there's like there's just still there's this aura of vegas and oh, yeah. in vegas you got to do a vegas thing and they stay there apparently but I'm, this one's not going to stay there but it, so <laughs> after we had done stuff and it was late at night this was after hours yeah we're at a hotel right next to the strip and so we're we start we're just going out for a walk down and you know seeing all the lights yeah. and hanging out with everything and uh we come to this one part and there's an outdoor and this is at 3 a.m there's an outdoor all elvis karaoke oh my god run by a carrier an elvis impersonator <laughs> there's also seven or eight elvis impersonators in the crowd <laughs> and there was a fully dressed era uh, uh, per, uh, era specifically accurate prince impersonator there as well <laughs> And so I did up and did blue suede shoes on the Vegas Strip at 3 a.m. in front of like eight Elvis impersonators and a prince. And it wasn't my best performance or my favorite performance, but it was one of the most unique ones. Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) I would definitely do that again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And uh, so uh, I'm hoping that you guys enjoyed listening to us. Uh, And if you don't karaoke, I hope that you will will go out after hearing our adventures and go seek karaoke. And there will be video. There will be not of everything, but there will be video of of like a, a summary of songs throughout the thing, little snippets here and there. So look yeah. for that. Maybe, hopefully, by the end of the year. <laughs> uh, well, we'll, so definitely, much going on. we'll definitely have the posters ready. Yeah, we'll have uh, more stuff graphics, coming. Graphics. So. Uh, and, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, and uh, w- just because we got to 500 doesn't mean we're stopping. Oh, we are we are still adding to the list. <laughs> uh, but, uh, well, I mean, uh, on that, on the poster, we'll only have. Yeah, the poster's the thousand. Yeah, yeah. But uh, because we, it actually still takes... It can't be a moving target of making <laughs> art. Can't be a moving target. We're not. Actually, we're not Axl Rose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So right. yeah. Whoa. I, I guess that means we're done. <laughs> what is that? I have no idea where that came from. <laughs>